Hello and welcome to Collision Cast, Fender Bender's official podcast, helping collision repair shop operators make money, save money, and work smarter. I have got Louis Sharp with me today, one of our board members, one of our outgoing board members. We just had our board call, last board call with Louis, and for he's been on the board for two years. So um, sad to see him go, but excited for him to make another appearance on our podcast. He's a big, big part of all our events and everything that we do here, and he's a big part of making sure we we stay doing everything that we're supposed to be doing. But Louie, I'm excited to have you on. We're going to be talking a little bit about mental health today. I know a topic near and dear to your heart, uh, but but how are you doing today? You know, I'm uh, blessed to be alive, Paul, and I'm about <laughs> as excited as you are. <laughs> well, awesome. We're, we're recording this a little bit um, before the holidays, so I hope you have a great holiday. But let's let's jump right in. Um, like I said, we're working on a bigger um, feature that will be part of one of our magazines going forward just on mental health um, for shop owners, just kind of using it as a reminder to um, make sure that you're always thinking about that. There's so, so many things that business owners have to be thinking about. And I think sometimes the mental health can go to the wayside as you're you're thinking about all the really, really important things uh, that we have going on, but especially in these last two years with COVID and now massive, massive uh, technician shortages, staff shortages, parts shortages, stress levels just seem to be kind of at an all-time high, Louis, uh, for business owners, for everyday people. Um, and I brought this to you as an idea. Hey, I want we want to do this article. Do you have any recommendations for us? And you said, actually, I'd love to talk about it. And so first off, let's just um, start with why is why is mental health, um, you know, talking about that? Why is that an important thing for you? Um, um, yeah, why is that just something that's near and dear to your heart? Uh, for two reasons. One is um, I had a lot of trauma as a child and I spent 20 years in the Marines and I've actually lost some very good friends who all, I also served with in the Marines that got back. The last time I heard, I think the statistic is 22 veterans a day take their life. And so it's, it's powerfully painful and it's a, it's a real issue and a real problem. I've also come to understand something really, really important, Paul, and that is, is that I don't think any of us can judge somebody else's trauma. So in your childhood, let's say the worst thing that happened to you was at the age of 10, 11, 12, your cat Fluffy died. Who's to say that that's not just as traumatic or painful as what I went through in my childhood? And so... I don't care who you are in today's world. And you, you hit a bunch of nails right on the head. You went bang, 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 bang. Part shortages, inflation, COVID, you name it. And, and this goes back to exactly what I'm talking about. There isn't anybody that's not living under some sort of mental strain or stress. Yeah. And I think I was talking to you a little bit about this before we started recording, but I think especially for business owners, uh, for people that are in those leadership positions, um, talking about mental health or thinking about their own is, can, can be swept under the rug only as if you know, you're the face of the company. Most of the time you're supposed to be putting on the bravest face. You're supposed to be you know, the one in charge. You're, you want to put off a, you know, a strong image for the rest of your team. Uh, but it feels like you know, we might kind of push that under the rug every once in a while. I know you've done you know, you talk to, you've done a lot of speaking things. You talk with plenty of people in the industry. Do you feel like that's the case sometimes um, in our, in, in the collision industry and just um, for business owners in general, it can kind of be something people don't think about enough or don't talk about enough. 
So again, I love you because you're tracking. You're absolutely right. It's a challenge in the collision industry. It's a challenge in business in, in general, especially, especially in the male leadership population. I was um, badly abused as a child, physically, mentally, emotionally, sexually. And then I went in the Marine Corps and had 20 years in the Marine Corps. And oddly enough, about four years ago, I was diagnosed with PTSD from both of those experiences. But what was funny was I didn't know it and I didn't think about it myself. But the first thing I did when I was diagnosed was I sat down my entire company and I said, look, I've just been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. And I said, I'm not using this as an excuse for my poor behavior in the past or poor behavior in the future. I'm telling you that I'm now aware of why I've done some of the things I've done. And, I, and, and one of the things that was for me, and I think it's true for a lot of people that have been traumatized, is rage and anger. And so when, by doing that, I wasn't looking for their sympathy. I was just being upfront and putting the, on my cards on the table and saying, this is where I'm at. I'm getting help and I'm on, I'm on my way to being a better person. And, and I did it in such a way that there wasn't any shame. I didn't have any shame around it. I just did it much like you'd say, I cut my foot or I've got a cold. And I think that as leaders, you hit something else on the head that's very powerful. We have this illusion and this delusion that we're supposed to be bright and shiny and happy all the time. And that doesn't make us real to anybody. And I think that I, I share this with speakers as well. If you want to be a successful speaker, you need to be authentic, genuine, and vulnerable. And most, especially male leaders, don't go near the vulnerable thing. They often aren't even authentic or genuine, but they sure aren't going to say, hey, I'm scared of this, or I cried over that, or you know, I was hurt as a child. But I, I've come to understand that regardless of who you are, you didn't make it out of your childhood unscathed. Somebody made fun of you. Somebody gave you a nickname. Somebody teased you. Somebody beat you up. Whatever that thing was, you're carrying that around. And oddly enough, if you remember uh, at the conference, I said out loud that if you've got this stuff, you need to go get it healed. There's lots of resources and lots of things out there to get you past all this stuff. And I've been through a number of them that have been very helpful. Yeah, I think I, I, I want to go back because I think we can suppress them, these thoughts, a lot of times. Um, you mentioned, obviously, what you went through traumatically in your childhood. And then in the Marine Corps, it only was four years ago that you were diagnosed, but you had been dealing with that and either unintentionally or intentionally probably suppressing some of that stuff. What caused you, what were kind of the warning signs that led you to first kind of be diagnosed? Like what, for people out there that I'm sure everyone's stressed. And so a lot of times they might not think it goes much beyond just stress of the business, stress of stress of life, but what kind of caused you to get diagnosed, be, take that step? Um, and like, what, what were some of the warning signs that maybe people can look for within their own team, within themselves? So those are great questions. I, you know, you're good at this. Um, I, so, so for those of you that are listening, let me get a little clarity. So I'm 64. So I wasn't diagnosed until I was age of 60. And what happened was I actually, a lady went, uh, invited me to go to a seminar uh, about neurofeedback and how they can actually rewire your brain. 
And so when I, when I went and listened to this guy talk and he helps people that have um, autism, um, attention deficit disorder, all kinds of uh, trouble focusing, my, my symptoms were um, a really, re actually I didn't even have a, a, a fuse. I was, I was in, almost instantaneous between a reaction and then I would be in either anger or rage. And so that was, uh, and that's usually a pretty good trigger of somebody that's been traumatized. If they instantly go to rage or anger, then somewhere in there, they've got something to your point that they've buried and they're carrying around with them. The, uh, another thing that's a pretty good indicator is people that'll break down and cry or the people that shut up. If they stop talking, you know, and, and it's those three things, right? Fight, flight, or freeze. So if you see people go into either one of those, fight is the rage or the anger. Freeze is they'll just shut down on you. Um, or the um, flight is that they're actually going to leave the area. Then those are all the indications that they're dealing with some sort of trauma. And then you, so you tell your team that you had been diagnosed, that you've been going through it. Um, what was the immediate response by them? Because I think that's probably something people worry about too, is how then am I going to be looked at um, from these people that I'm managing, from the people I've known for so long? What, what impact did that have on the team? And kind of following that the next weeks, months, years, however long, like how did the team take that? Initially, they were quiet. When I say initially, maybe a day or two. And then they, they started to show support. They had a better understanding of why I had done some of the things I had done. And then in the long run, they saw change. And so it wasn't, it, it was never, in my experience with my team, it was never a negative thing. I can't, I can't say or guarantee that that's going to be the same for everybody. But again, I didn't, I didn't go to them for sympathy. I went to them to just kind of keep them in the loop. You know, much like when COVID hit, hit, I sat everybody down and said, look, I've never been here. I don't know what's coming and I don't know what's going to happen. It makes you very real. And, and it also opens up the possibility for them to help you and give you resources. And if, not, if nothing else, they give you moral support and ask, you know, how are you doing? And, and, and uh, is there anything else I can help you with? Or is there anything I can do? Mm -hmm. I think, I think there's a lot of people who might need to go talk to someone that might be the step that they need to take. But I think there's also just the daily stressors of life. And a lot of times it's just maybe taking five, 10 minutes a day to do something to de-stress for you as a business owner, as you've kind of worked through some of those um, things that it, you've had in your past and just in the last few years with COVID and all the things that you mentioned that I mentioned, what are some of the easy ways that you've just tried to deal with stress? Um, maybe it's quick five minute things, maybe it's longer. Like what have, what have been the best ways for you to, to de-stress? So if you have the time exercise, aerobic exercise is a great way to de-stress. If you only have five minutes, there's a really simple exercise where you close your eyes and you turn all your attention to your breath. Focus on breathing in and breathing out. And if your mind starts to wander, you bring it back to the awareness of your breath. If you do that for five minutes every morning, 
when you get up, you'll be amazed at how it starts to change your day. And then at some point you can do it for even longer, but even five minutes. And, and this is the power of consistency every day, Paul. If you do this for five minutes every day, and you could do it for five minutes when you get home at the end of the day, you can do it for five minutes in your car before you walk into your house. So you don't kick all the toxic stuff that went on all day long into your family and dump it on them. But literally it's, it's just that easy. You set a timer on your phone, close your eyes and just and relax and just tur turn all your attention to your breath, breathing in and out, breathing in and out. You have a, a stray thought or your mind wants to wander, just bring it back to the th thought of I'm breathing, um, I'm, I'm breathing in or I'm breathing out. Is the, you know, the, the PTSD, the stuff from the Marines, the stuff from your childhood, is that stuff that you think about daily? How often does it come up? Obviously, you know, it doesn't go, you, you identify that you've got it and you work on it. Um, but I imagine, is it something that, you know, is continually there with you all the time? Um, the answer is yes and no. I think that um, we have the ability to let it all go. There's a great uh, method I would recommend for people to check out the Sedona method. I think that what happens is something happens. All of us have been traumatized. And I said this at the conference, if you spot it, you got it. So when you say something to me that triggers me, and then I go off high into the right and I start yelling and screaming, I just become more aware that whatever that is, I can start to let go of whatever that is. So if you say bald guys aren't funny or smart, and, and I take that personally and, and start yelling and screaming, really what I feel like is I'm being attacked. And so my yelling and screaming is just to defend myself. When I realize that I can let go of, okay, I've been triggered and I'm angry, and I can choose to be somebody else in that moment, becomes very powerful. So I don't know that I think some people have the ability to let it go, but I think for me, I've gotten very, very good at knowing that it's best just been triggered and I'm going to choose to be somebody else. Sure. If what would be your, like, you know, someone comes to you and says, Louie, I'm, you know, I'm really stressed out. Like it's, you know, I thought it was just one thing, two things. It's kind of continuing. What, what's your like first advice? Like what's the advice, the first steps um, you'd just, you'd give them um, to kind of help them. Uh, I would give them a couple of things because I think they're all important at the same time. Um, one of them is, is to uh, get clarity on what they want for outcomes and, and then take action on that. When, when you go into whatever this mode is, whether that's depression, fear, sadness, anxiety, take get into movement, right? Because once our body goes still and, and we get freeze, nothing good happens. I saw it in combat. You know, once a guy freezes, they're useless. Um, so get move, have, have clarity on your goal and your outcome and get moving on it. Go to that, that five minute practice, start that immediately. And you can practice that throughout the day, right? If you have some place you can go even through the day, just take a, even a couple of minutes is enough to slow your heart rate and your blood pressure down. And then the other thing is, is, and this is really critical. If you think you have something that's going on, that's greater than just you got stressed today, get to a professional. Because in today's world, there's so much research 
and information around how to rewire your brain, how the brain works, while the brain works under trauma, how to take that trauma away from your brain. If you think you've got something that's greater than just you're stressed out today or you're really upset because your employees dropped the taillight, whatever it may be, get professional help now. I think entrepreneurs, business owners, shop owners, you know, you're kind of a special breed because the business is an extension of who you are. It's your business. A lot of times it's in the family. It's kind of your life and blood that your, your own business. And so when you're stressing and it is related to work is, are you, cause there's kind of two minds. It's either I'm going to dive deeper in, I'm going to work really hard. This is what I'm passionate about. I'm going to keep working or I'm going to take a step back, kind of distance myself from the business. Give me time and space. What what kind of has worked well for you in times? Is it diving deeper into your work or is it kind of taking a step back? Oh, so that, that, that's going to be the best question you've asked in this entire thing. I think the answer to that is both, but you have to learn how to balance it, right? So my Sundays, I unplug. No cell phone, no computers. I don't do anything on a Sunday that's anything work-related. But during the week, I'm diving in to go fix it. I'm diving in to be a better person. And, and you're absolutely right. My business and everything in my life can't get any better unless I get better. And so I can't expect my business to be happy and positive if I'm not happy and positive. So I think both those actions need to be taken. And I think most of us don't disconnect often enough. And at least once a week, take a day off because it's still going to be there on Monday, but you'll get, you'll come back at it with, with new ideas, new and refreshed energy by taking a day off. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I think, I think part of it is, I don't know. I think, I think the, because it's such a big part of um, the business is such a big part of you as a person for most shop owners, it's, they're almost letting the outcomes of the business affect their mood. But it sounds like from you, the more how you should be running it is your emotions should then control, like your emotions are going to have an impact on how the business does not the way or other way around. Like your emotion should be something that you can control or something that you should try to control. And then that positivity extends out to the business, not the business is positive. So then I'm positive. The business is negative. So I'm negative. It should be kind of flipped. Like when I'm positive, then the business is going to be positive. Is that kind of the mindset that you've tried to take? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. I can't, my business will never be positive if I'm negative. And and you've been in, we've all been in this environment. I, even though you and I, now you and I know each other pretty well, but we don't work together every day. If I started working and I walked in one day, you'd know today's not the day to poke Louie, right? Just by the way I walked in the building. Well, there's shop owners and business owners walk into their, their business like that every day. And then they wonder why the employees aren't happy. They wonder why they're not getting customer satisfaction because you just poured that into it. Sure. Louis, those are the questions I had for you. What, anything else you want to leave with shop owners, any tips, any, any lasting things, anything you want to reemphasize from our conversation or things we, we haven't touched on? Um, yes. I'd like to say that there is, um, there's, there's resources out there for you to heal and, and remedy and solve any challenge you're having. And so if you're having any sort of mental issues, um, whether you think they're big or small, there's resources and there's, and there's lots of ways um, to, 
to get help and to be cured and to be cured for good. You know, my days of blowing up and yelling and screaming at people are literally long gone. That doesn't mean people don't upset me. It's just that I don't react to it by yelling and screaming anymore because it doesn't serve anybody. But there, there's resources out there and just be brave enough because I think we live with the illusion, Paul, that our business is separate from us and that here I am and then here's my business. And the reality is, yes, you're, you're part of it, but, you're, but your business is a direct reflection of who you are. And so if you get healthier and you get happier, your business is going to get healthier and happier. It, it, it has no other choice. Yes. Well, one of those resources we hope will be Fenderbender will be coming out with an article in the coming months that will dive into experiences like Louis of other shop owners, tips from mental health coaches, mental health professionals. Um, so hopefully that can be a resource for you as well. Um, other industry groups um, and, and everything like that. But Louis, thank you so much for joining me. Have a wonderful holiday. Thank you all for listening to the Collision Cast. We will be back next week.